Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing with Joe podcast, or welcome if you're new. I'm your host, Johanna. I forgot to mention this in last week's episode, but happy Pride Month, even though by the time this episode is up, it is no longer going to be June. But I just had so much going on last week and so much to catch you guys up on that I totally forgot to even mention that in the last episode. So if you're a part of the LGBT community, I hope you had a good month celebrating you And it is also Men's Mental Health Month. I wanted to make sure to mention that as well, even though my audience is 91% women. But this is your reminder to check up on your loved ones, tell them that you love them, remember to be kind, and reach out and listen because you could make a difference and you could be saving someone's life. And to the men or anyone for that fact that listens to my podcast, my DMs are always open if you need someone to talk to, if you need to just vent or have a safe space to talk without any judgment, you can always reach out to me. I always have my social media linked down below in the show notes if you would like to connect. But also, if I do not get this episode up by the 4th of July, I also want to wish those of you that live in the States a happy and safe 4th of July. I'm going to a family party on Saturday, and then on the actual 4th, I think I'm going swimming, and then I'm watching fireworks from my friend's house. She lives like right on top of a hill where there's a really pretty lookout and you can see the entire city. So I'm really excited for that. I love watching fireworks, but I don't really enjoy dealing with the crowds and parking. So I'm so happy that we can literally watch them like right from her front yard and she has the perfect view for it. So I'm really excited. But Yeah, so now we're going to do the weekly affirmation. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about, in the beginning of every episode, I share an affirmation to start your day or your week off great on a positive note. So today's affirmation is, growth is sometimes bumpy and isn't always linear, but I will stay the course. I love this one because I think sometimes healing and growth journeys can be romanticized on social media. Like I see a lot of YouTube videos and TikTok videos where people post videos of them healing and it'll only be clips of them doing self-care or them going on walks or making smoothies. And that's great, of course, like self-care is part of growth. But I think a lot of people tend to leave out the not so fun side of it. And if we're being real... Healing and growth is not always fun. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. It can be a lot of crying, a lot of loneliness and negative emotions, especially in the beginning. And you might have setbacks and really bad days and that's totally normal. So don't feel like you are behind on your healing journey or just because you're struggling or taking longer than others to become the best version of yourself. That means you're failing. We're all on our own path and it's okay if yours is bumpier than others or it takes you longer to get to the finish line just remind yourself of why you started and what your long-term goal is but now we're going to get into our topic for today so as you can see by the title i am going to be talking about body image self-love self-acceptance and becoming happy with the person you are i want to just put a warning before i get into everything because i am going to be talking about sensitive things in this episode such as eating disorders 
calories, unhealthy relationships with food, body dysmorphia, and exercise. I did put an explicit warning on this episode, but I want to give you guys an official trigger warning and a chance to click off just in case you didn't see that and you don't wish to listen to this one. I completely understand if you're not in a good place mentally to hear this type of content, but I am going to be sharing my story and my past struggles before we get into everything else so that you guys have an understanding of where I'm coming from and And this is definitely not easy for me to share. This is actually my first time announcing this publicly, but I think that it will help a lot of people. I know a lot of you guys have sent in requests about me doing an episode on this topic, and I've learned a lot of things over the years, and I think I have a lot of good advice that will be helpful for someone else out there. So if I can help one person, then I'm okay with sharing my story. You guys are not alone, and I hope that this will encourage some of you to get help or talk to someone if you're struggling with the same thing. So I have struggled with my relationship with food ever since I was in middle school. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I had a really bad binge eating problem. That was when all of this started. I would literally come home from school every day and I would eat my entire pantry. And this is not an exaggeration. Like I would come home and I would eat an entire tub of ice cream in one sitting and an entire family bag of chips. Like I would literally clear out all the food in my house and I would eat until I physically felt sick like I was gonna throw up I would eat until I couldn't even breathe or move I was basically gorging myself and I would hide food in my room I would hide wrappers and I did this all in secret and it would just be this constant cycle of me saying I'm gonna start my diet tomorrow and then tomorrow would come and I would just do the same thing and I was binge eating probably five to six thousand calories a day probably more than that honestly and I was just like very depressed in middle school, but I didn't know it. I didn't have the resources to understand what was going on in my head and why I was having this horrible relationship with food. I definitely had a lot of family issues going on at the time and I was using food as a coping mechanism, but I didn't know it. Food was always a comfort for me, and every time I felt sad, stressed, or anxious, I would just eat, and it would make me feel better. It kind of felt like a safety blanket for me. It made me feel like everything stopped and was okay in that moment, and I definitely developed an addiction to sweets. I've always had a really big sweet tooth, and I noticed that every time I would eat sweets, it would kind of set off this dopamine in my body and I literally felt like euphoric and I could not stop eating. I would just lose all control. I don't know if any of you have struggled with binge eating before, but I physically could not have one treat without eating the entire thing and going down a spiral of eating everything that I could get my hands on. And it was just a very lonely feeling because I knew that I was sad. I knew that what I was doing wasn't normal because I noticed that my family and my friends didn't have the same eating habits as me, but I didn't know that it was literally an eating disorder because I was in middle school. I wasn't really on the internet like that. I was mostly on YouTube, so I didn't really have the resources to know that. And I did this all in secret, so I didn't have outside people telling me that my relationship with food was very unhealthy and I needed to see someone and get help for it. So I ended up gaining a lot of weight and by the end of middle school when I was in eighth grade, I was almost 200 pounds and I was very insecure with my weight and I was very uncomfortable in my own body because that was the heaviest that I had ever been. 
and no one else in my school really looked like me. A lot of the girls were thin, so I kind of felt like an outcast. I was never made fun of or bullied for it, but I just knew that I didn't fit the beauty standard by being surrounded by girls that did all the time and just knowing that I didn't look like them. So I decided to go on a weight loss journey the summer before going into high school because I was like, I'll be home all day long. This was before I had a job. So I knew that I would have time to work out and be active and make healthy meals because I didn't have time to do that during the school year and I would just be too exhausted. So I started my diet and my weight loss journey and it started off very healthy. I was literally just eating clean and working out every day and the weight was just shedding off of me. And I downloaded MyFitnessPal, which was literally the biggest mistake that I could ever make in my entire life. Those of you that know, you know. I know that's like a meme on TikTok, but I started calorie counting and watching YouTube videos on how to lose weight. And I was consuming very unhealthy diet culture content and advice. I was watching YouTube videos on water fasting and watermelon cleanses and keto and all these different fad diets that are not sustainable whatsoever. And I learned through these different YouTube videos that the less I eat, the faster I will lose weight. And the less calories I take in and the more I burn, the faster I will lose weight. So I took that the wrong way and then my weight loss became extremely unhealthy. Like I remember I would only eat a Nutrigrain bar for breakfast, immediately hop on the treadmill and I would work out until I would hit a certain calorie burn. I would force myself and I would refuse to stop until I hit that number. Even if I was exhausted and I felt like I was going to pass out, I would not let myself stop. And I would skip lunch and then I would just eat whatever my parents made for dinner because I didn't want them to know about my problem and grow suspicious of how I was losing the weight. And I was just eating an extremely low amount of calories a day. I'm not going to say the exact number, but I, I don't know how I wasn't hospitalized. Let's put it that way. Like it was horrible. And I was just lightheaded all the time. I would faint. I remember I missed my best friend's mom's wedding because I fainted the morning of and I hit my head. I lost my period for a little bit, TMI. My hair was thinning and falling out. I was always cold. And the only reason I'm telling you guys these extreme side effects is because I don't want anyone to think that I'm glamorizing it or romanticizing it. I've noticed a lot of glamorization regarding eating disorders on the internet and it's scary. It's literally the least glamorous thing ever. It's a mental illness and you can die from it and seriously damage your body. So I just want to be completely real with you guys and show that it is not something to take lightly. It's not something to promote or romanticize. It's very unhealthy and very damaging for not only your physical health, but your mental health as well. But anyways, I lost weight very quickly over that summer and a lot of people started to notice and comment on it. I remember I was getting more attention from boys and my friends were all complimenting me on it and so was my family. They were all calling me skinny mini and telling me how they wish they had my body and I was getting more attention than I had ever gotten before and it fueled me even more and it made me want to just keep going and going and pushing myself harder than ever. But it was so weird because I was the skinniest that I had ever been, but I was the most insecure I had ever been. Like when I was at my heaviest weight, I just thought I was fat. I didn't like my body, but it was simple as that. And I thought that losing weight would magically solve all of my problems and make everything better. 
I thought that my life would be complete once I lost the weight because that's all I had ever wanted, but I realized that it was never enough. Even when I was at my lowest, I still hated my body and I wanted to lose more. And I noticed that when I lost the weight, I developed even more insecurities that I had in the first place at my heaviest. I didn't like my hip dips. I didn't like my stretch marks. I didn't like my stomach. I started noticing all of the small things once I started losing weight and focusing so much on body image that I had never even noticed before. And when I was heavy and I would hear people say that losing weight won't solve all of your problems, I thought that was such a lie until I finally came to that realization myself. I realized that the problem was never my weight. The problem was my body dysmorphia, my relationship with food, and my relationship with myself. I realized that no matter what weight I was at, I was never going to be happy or satisfied unless I learned to love myself. And I have finally recovered from both binging and restricting. I was in a vicious cycle of doing both for the longest time, and I have gained a little bit of weight back, but I can honestly say that I am the most confident that I have ever been, and I feel healthy and happy. And a few years ago, I never thought that I would be saying this because I was terrified of gaining weight, and I would feel guilty for eating, and I was just in the lowest place that I had ever been mentally. And I just had a terrible relationship with food, my body, and myself in general. So I'm going to be talking about how I healed my relationship with myself and learned to finally love my body and give you guys a guide on how I did that. The first thing that I did to become more confident in my body was using social media less. And I know that this one is kind of given. You guys are probably thinking that this is really obvious and I'm sure you've heard this advice a hundred times, but I want to give you guys an example that will kind of put things into perspective because it definitely did for me. But I remember last year I went to Cancun, which is a beach, obviously. And I remember being at the resort pool and I was just looking around. Everyone was in swimsuits and I realized that nobody there had an Instagram model body. Everybody had normal bodies with cellulite, with rolls, with stretch marks, with hair, with dips and curves. And I'm not saying this in a bad way at all to put anyone down because I have them too. Everyone has them. But it was just so refreshing to see because when you're on social media all day long, every day, all you see is the beauty standard. Like, I don't know about you guys, but my entire Explore feed on Instagram is literally just flooded with Instagram models with Facetune and plastic surgery. And that is their prerogative. But like, I will also see men on my Explore feed with these abs and muscles and these godlike figures. And I'm sure that that's hard for men to constantly see too. Men face body image issues and eating disorders as well. It's not just exclusive to women. But I realized that on social media, you are seeing the top 1% of people all the time. You're seeing the viral videos of people with amazing bodies all the time. You're not really seeing average, normal looking people on social media, if that makes sense. You're seeing celebrities that sit for hours and have an entire staff team doing their hair and makeup and outfits. And they have personal trainers and chefs so that their bodies are on point. And some are using Ozempic. I don't know if you guys heard that rumor. And some get plastic surgery or lipo. And the same goes for men. Some of these fitness influencers that you follow and see all the time in your feed might be using steroids. And their bodies aren't even natural. And men are comparing themselves to them. So my point is that social media is not real life. And if you're on it all day, every day, your perception of yourself and your body is going to become warped. 
Like when I was on social media a lot, especially when Instagram was very popular before TikTok was a thing, I was the most insecure version of myself and I wanted to get all of these things done to my face and my body. I remember I wanted lip filler, I wanted Botox, I wanted a boob job and this was when I was 16, keep in mind, which is insane to me now. I'm 20 now and I feel like at the age of 16 I should have been like outside playing with my friends and I was more concerned about like getting stuff done to my face and my body. <laughs> and I don't know, I just had never felt that way before I started using Instagram daily. But it was because I was comparing myself to Instagram models and celebrities every day and it really sends you down a rabbit hole. That's why I think BBLs are so popular today because of social media use and they're extremely dangerous. You can have so many complications and you can even die from them and people are willing to do that because they're that insecure because that is what they're seeing on social media all day long every day and they feel pressured to get that procedure done to fit the standard and it's really sad and I truly think that if most people lessened their social media use they would feel a lot happier with themselves. So I really suggest limiting your social media use and actually paying attention to the content that you're consuming and the people that you're following. I suggest that once you guys are done with this episode, you go on a following cleanse on Instagram or TikTok, whichever one you use the most. I don't even look at my explore feed on Instagram anymore. I just have no desire to. And the people that I follow are people that inspire me and uplift me, not make me feel worse about myself. I make sure to follow lots of health and wellness pages, body positivity pages, motivational pages, and accounts that inspire me. And I just realized that Instagram is not real life. It is not reality. The majority of people do not look like that. Some of those Instagram models don't even look like that in real life. And I'm not saying that to be a hater, but social media is just not real. A lot of the time people are posing a certain way, using certain angles, editing the pictures. You're not seeing what goes on behind the scenes and it can really damage your self-esteem if you're not careful and if you can't comprehend that it's not reality. And it's also not healthy if you're comparing your body to what you're seeing online. You're comparing your natural unposed body to other people that are posed, edited, and have plastic surgery, all sorts of things. So keep that in mind when you are using social media and just try using it less in general. So the next thing that I did to become more body confident was wearing clothes that I actually felt comfortable in and flattered my body type. Before, when I was in high school, I would just wear clothes that were trendy and I would wear what everybody else would, even if I didn't like the way I looked in them or I didn't feel comfortable. Like for example, I would go on vacation and I would wear these super revealing swimsuits like string bikinis, thong bikinis, and I would feel so uncomfortable in them, but I would still wear them because wearing a one-piece wasn't really considered cool or trendy, and I didn't want to look like a grandma, but I hated revealing my body that much in public, but I would still do it because I wanted to fit in and just wear what everyone else was because every girl on Instagram was wearing swimsuits like that too, but I started wearing really cute one-pieces that had cute cutouts, and I felt super confident in them and they showed a little bit but not too much so it wasn't super conservative and grandma-ish but I still felt like semi-modest and confident at the same time I didn't feel like my whole body was on display for everyone to look at or I would just buy like really cute cover-ups to wear on top of my swimsuits and also in high school, I would always wear skin tight clothing, like super tight bodycon dresses and 
crop tops that like showed off my entire stomach and things like that and I just never really felt comfortable doing that but I thought that since everyone else was I had to also but now I just wear clothes that look good on me and flatter my body type. I don't even have a specific style like I range from boho, chic, classy, casual, literally anything. I just wear what makes me look good and feel good now and instead of wearing clothing that I hated and forcing myself to dress in outfits that I was extremely uncomfortable in, I focused on my best features and how I could showcase them. So for example, I really like my legs. If you didn't know, I'm five foot eight, which is decently tall for a girl. And I've always had really long legs and I really like that about myself. I like my height. So I started wearing clothes that showed off my legs. I love wearing skirts and shorts and dresses that show them off. I feel really feminine and things like that. And I started wearing heels because I think they make my calves look good and they make my legs look long. And whenever I wear heels, I'll get my toes done and they'll be super cute. And sometimes I'll put like sparkly glow oil on my legs so they look super shiny and I'll just accentuate them. Or even with dresses, I'll wear ones with slits in them and stuff like that. And I always get compliments on them. So instead of forcing yourself to wear things that you don't feel comfortable in or like on your body type, find features about yourself that you do like and think of ways that you can showcase them. And I think that this was one of the main ways that I improved my confidence by a lot because let's be real, when you're wearing a super cute outfit, you feel the most confident. And I know that whenever I'm wearing an outfit that I don't like and I'm not comfortable in and I have to constantly adjust it, I'm like so annoyed and miserable. <laughs> So I started wearing clothes that flattered me and looked good on me and I stopped wearing things that I hated just because everybody else was and it made me feel unique style-wise and I feel like people can tell when you're uncomfortable with what you're wearing and when you're not confident so why force yourself to wear things that you don't like that you constantly have to adjust or look at in the mirror and fix. I think people look so much more confident and radiant like they're glowing when they have their own sense of style and wear things that flatter them if that makes sense so if you're listening to this I suggest thinking of things that you like about your body and what you can wear to show them off and bring attention to them and also keep in mind that trends come and go if you're worried about fitting in and wearing what everyone else is remind yourself that that trend will be over in a few months and something new will start and then that old trend won't be cool anymore so don't even worry about wearing what everybody else is because it will go in and out of style on its own. You might as well just wear whatever you want to wear. So the next thing that I did to become body confident was I started working out with no expectations. I started working out just to make my body feel good. I stopped doing it with the intention of losing weight or burning calories and I started doing it with the intention of just moving my body and clearing my head and getting fresh air. Like I said before, I would get on the treadmill and force myself to work out until I burned a certain amount of calories. I would force myself to do that every single day. And working out became a chore and I started to despise it. But working out doesn't have to be a chore. It doesn't always have to be intense and hard on your body. You shouldn't dread it. And if you are, maybe you aren't doing the right physical activity for you. Or maybe you're pushing your body too hard and not listening to it when it's telling you to stop. So now when I want to be active, I will go on walks or I will do Pilates or yoga or 
I will do some sort of meditation. Just low impact and low intensity activities that I actually enjoy doing. And I don't have an Apple Watch or anything like that. So it's not like I'm looking at how many steps I'm getting in. I'm not looking at how many calories I'm burning. I'm just doing it to get outside and get some fresh air because it's good for my mental health and it's good for my physical health too. And it's nice to not force myself to work out every single day and do these high intensity workouts that I don't actually want to do just because I'm worried about burning calories or maintaining weight. I just do it because it feels good now and it's healthy for me. And I give myself rest days also. If my body is tired and sore and I need a day off, I listen to my body. I don't force myself to work out when I'm exhausted and when my body needs a break. And I think that by doing those things, I built a healthy relationship with working out because before I definitely did not have one. And when I stopped having expectations when working out, like being worried about burning calories and losing weight and things like that, I just started doing it because I love to do it and I started to enjoy it a lot more and look forward to it. And I don't really know how to explain it, but I just feel more confident in my body now that I know I'm actually taking care of it and nurturing it because it's my vessel. Before, I was treating my body like crap, neglecting myself, restricting myself, burning myself out, and that stemmed from self-hate. But now I eat balanced meals and I work out solely to be healthy and improve my mental health. And that stems from self-love now. So I think once you start eating healthy and working out solely for health reasons or with no expectations at all, you naturally start to build a healthier relationship with yourself. So another thing that I did to become more body confident was accepting that my body is going to change through puberty, having children, menopause, weight fluctuations. It is completely normal and part of life, especially for women. I remember when I started college, I was comparing my body to what I looked like when I was 16 years old, a literal child. Like I was upset that I wasn't as skinny as I used to be, but I was a child. I'm a full grown adult now in my 20s. I'm not gonna look exactly how I did when I was 16 and that's normal. FYI, women also go through a second puberty. I was not aware of this. And also I've been gaining and losing the same 10 pounds for like the past three years. And before I would completely freak out if I gained a little bit of weight, but that's also normal. As women, we carry water weight, especially during our cycles. It is normal for your weight to fluctuate a little bit. And I think once you come to terms with that and accept that, that your body is not going to look the exact same forever and it's normal to age and get stretch marks and gain a little bit of weight and for things to sag and not look exactly the same as they did when you were in high school, you will feel a lot more confident in your own skin. Because think about it, you were a child in high school. A child's body is a lot different from a woman's body. Your body is just naturally going to change and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm not saying that in a negative way or to scare you guys, but it's just inevitable. And once you accept that and embrace that, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable in your own skin. So another thing that I had to realize to become more body confident was that previously, I was wasting my life over my fear of food and insecurities. Like being so real with you guys, summer was always a really hard time for me. That's actually why I wanted to release this episode now during the summertime because I feel like a lot of people, girls especially, get worried when summer is coming up and we know that we're going to have to be wearing crop tops and tank tops and shorts and bikinis and 
it can be kind of scary but i love the actual season i love the weather i love how late the sun sets that's the time i get to see my friends the most because everyone's home from college i love the fourth of july and swimming and going to the beach i love summer food but i always secretly dreaded it because in the back of my mind all i would think about was me having to wear a bikini and me having to wear crop tops and having to go to all these summer parties and events where there will be a lot of junk food and i remember two summers ago i would get invited to places a lot but i wouldn't go i didn't want to eat out and have the extra calories i didn't want to go swimming because i didn't want to be seen in a bikini i sat out on literally everything and i spent pretty much that entire summer at home not doing anything like that summer pretty much consisted of me just working and being in my room watching netflix and yes, I avoided the calories and I maintained my weight, but I also wasted an entire summer sitting in my room, isolating myself because I was insecure and I had a fear of food and people seeing my body. And I was so depressed and it was just not worth it. Those are three months of my life that I will never get back. And I vowed to myself that I was never going to do that again. So this summer has been the complete opposite. I've been eating out a lot. I've been getting ice cream, going swimming, doing all of the summer activities, and I've never been happier. This has honestly been the best summer I've ever had. And it can be scary at first to face your insecurities and your fear of food, but you just have to realize that it is not worth wasting your life sitting out on the sidelines and watching everybody else have fun and waiting until your body is perfect enough to leave the house. You're missing out on so many opportunities, so many fun memories, so many activities because of that. And it's not worth it in my opinion. And if you surround yourself with the right people, they would never judge your body going swimming and they would never comment on what you're eating. So I just had to realize that I was wasting my life hiding in my room because I was insecure. And I'm to the point where I'm just not okay with that anymore. I want to go out and live my life and make memories and have a great summer. And you guys should too. So don't let that hold you back from living your best life. When you are on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about how your body looked in a bikini. You're going to be thinking about the memories you made and your loved ones and all of the experiences you had throughout your life. So another thing that I had to realize to become more body confident was that food is fuel, not the enemy. We literally need it to survive. Restricting yourself is not the answer and it's not a healthy relationship with food. It's only going to make you want that thing even more. Eat the slice of cake at the birthday party, have the piece of pizza, and I'm telling you this as someone who was in a binging and restricting cycle. If you restrict yourself, you're just going to want that thing even more and more and more. And eventually you're going to binge on it. And whenever I have the urge to restrict or I tell myself that I shouldn't have that thing, I think of my younger self and I ask myself, would I restrict them the same way that I do to myself currently? And the answer is always no, I wouldn't. There's nothing wrong with eating unhealthy food in moderation. You don't need to be super strict and hard on yourself all the time. It's okay to give in to cravings once in a while, and it's okay to eat an unhealthy thing at a celebration or a holiday. You don't need to be on a never-ending diet. I found that this is also more sustainable. If you restrict yourself for so long, this can just lead to binging and gaining the weight back, possibly even more than what you started at. So I don't recommend restricting at all. 
let yourself live once in a while. Another thing that really helped me become body confident was accepting that I will not always fit in with the body trends. Like clothing, bodies go in and out of style, unfortunately. So for example, being super skinny and having a Victoria's Secret model body was super in in the 90s and the early 2000s, and now the thick bodies are in. It's super trendy now to have big breasts and a big butt with a slim waist. And I've noticed that we're slowly starting to revert back to the skinny trend. And I just kind of stopped caring to always fit in with the body trends because I literally can't. I've always been tall and lanky. I don't really have curves. And I've just accepted that I am not going to have a thick body and curves because I'm just not genetically built like that. And that is okay. It's impossible to always fit in with the body trends unless you have access to getting plastic surgery. We are all built differently. Even if we all ate the same foods and we all did the same workouts, our bodies would still look different. And you can only modify your body naturally so much. So I've just accepted that I am Johanna and my body is going to look like Johanna's, not the Kardashians. I can be the healthiest version of myself that I can be. I can look the best that I can look. I can be in the best shape that I have ever been in, but I am not going to look exactly like someone else. I'm not always going to fit in with the beauty standard because it is always changing. And it's exhausting always trying to keep up and morph myself into something that I'm not, rather than just loving myself for who I am and focusing on myself instead of trying to be like everyone else. And beauty companies are profiting off of people's insecurities because we feed into the trends and these standards. And if we all collectively stopped doing that, they wouldn't exist. That's why I think BBLs are so popular today because everyone was so quick to jump on the trend once other people started doing it and it became this snowball effect. So I don't like to feed into body trends like that because A, I won't look like that realistically without getting tons of work done. And I don't like the fact that people are profiting off of my insecurities. And I just think that the more people that fall into the trap, the worse the problem becomes. And like I said, body trends go in and out of style. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I heard that the Kardashians were removing their implants and they were reversing their BBLs after everyone started to get them. So before we know it, they won't be cool anymore and another trend will start and it's just not worth going through life-threatening surgeries and recovery to fit in in my opinion like i said before if plastic surgery would make you happy then that's your body and your decision but personally i don't think it's worth it long term for your mental health for your physical health and i think it's more important to learn to love yourself and accept yourself as you are because plastic surgery might not solve all of your problems like I've seen a few videos where girls have talked about getting plastic surgery and they just felt like it was never enough. I guess you get body dysmorphia from doing that. I don't know. I've never done it, but it makes sense. Like I said, with my weight loss, I felt like it was never enough. And on TikTok, I saw this one girl talking about how she got lip filler and then she wanted more and she became addicted to getting so much filler in her lips and then she got botox and then veneers and then she got her body done and she had never wanted any of this before and she just said that plastic surgery made her even more insecure than she was in the first place and she would just keep finding flaws that she felt like she needed to fix that she had never even noticed before and she wished that she had just never started and learned to love herself instead of just going under the knife so 
I'm sorry I'm going on a whole tangent right now, but my audience is mostly younger women and I think it's so important to talk about this. And I think that we need to solve the root problem instead of getting plastic surgery. If you're insecure about something, I think it's better to learn self-love rather than just going to get it fixed because it could start the snowball effect of wanting more and more and more. And it's not really teaching women to love themselves as they are. It's not teaching women that they are beautiful as is. It's pushing the notion that we need to just fix it and fit in. Like it's a problem. And who knows, the trends now might be the chuggiest thing ever in 10 years. Lip filler might be looked at and laughed at. Or same with BBLs. You can't really predict the trends. This kind of reminds me of the 2016 brows that everyone was doing where they were super dark and they looked like blocks when we were all using the dip brow and everyone was doing them like that. And now we look at that trend and we're all like, oh my god, what were we thinking? I hope at least someone knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, everyone is just so quick to jump on trends without thinking about the fact that it is a trend and it will go out of style eventually. So I don't know. That's just my take on plastic surgery and body trends. Personally, I don't agree with them. And I think it's more important to learn self-love and body confidence because how many celebrities do you know that just go completely overboard with the surgery and the fillers and implants? Like, I really think that it just starts a snowball effect and it doesn't solve the root problem. A lot of people don't stop at just one thing. They find more and more things to fix and get done. And all of them were so beautiful before they got surgeries. But yeah, I just think self-love is more important when it comes to insecurities rather than just being so quick to go under the knife. But like I said, it is their body and their decision at the end of the day. So another thing that I did to become more body confident was I stopped weighing myself. For me, I would send myself down a spiral every single time I did. And if the number was not what I wanted it to be, I would get extremely upset without even taking into consideration that it could have been water weight or I could have put on muscle or other factors. I just noticed that I was getting way too wrapped up in the number and it would affect how I would eat, how many calories I would take in, how often I would work out. And I know that weighing myself is not good for my mental health and for my relationship with food and my body. So if you notice that weighing yourself makes you feel bad about yourself or it really affects your relationship with food and it's bad for your mental health, I would not recommend doing it. Um, you can even go to the doctor and politely ask them to not say the number out loud. And that way you have a medical professional monitoring your weight and making sure that you're healthy without having an unhealthy obsession with the number. And I noticed that when I stopped weighing myself, I became way less concerned about calories and burning them off and what I was eating and my stress levels were way down and I felt a lot more free from being attached to that number. I would literally let the number define my mood for the day and that is not healthy whatsoever. So if you don't think it's good for your mental health, then don't do it. That definitely helped me a ton. So the last thing that helped me with body confidence was realizing that my worth is not based on my appearance. You and I are worthy just by being here without lifting a finger. Think of someone in your personal life that you admire. You wouldn't change a thing about them. Someone else feels the same way about you. And as corny as this sounds, you are perfect as is, and there are qualities about you that make you special that have nothing to do with your appearance. 
Find something that makes you feel worthy that has nothing to do with your looks. For me, that would be this podcast. I feel really confident knowing that I'm helping other women overcome their struggles and become the best versions of themselves. That has absolutely nothing to do with my appearance and it makes me feel very confident and empowered. So my suggestion is finding a hobby or activity that makes you feel confident that has zero involvement in your appearance. I think that when we place too much value on our appearances we start to feel like there isn't much else to us like i remember when i was deep in my eating disorder all i was focused on was my body and my looks i had no other hobbies or anything else going for me i felt like my life revolved around the way i looked because it basically did at the time and something that really helped me overcome that was finding interests and qualities about myself that made me special and feel confident so Try to take less attention away from the way you look and put more attention into the things that you are passionate about in life. And you will naturally become more confident because you know that there are other qualities to you other than your looks. So that is all I have to say for this episode. I really hope that this was helpful in some way for you guys. I know that sometimes self-love advice can become really repetitive and you might have heard all of this advice before, but these were all tips that genuinely helped me so much. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, it took me years to learn self-love. It did not happen overnight and I'm not claiming to know all of the answers, but these are pieces of advice that seriously helped me pull myself out of the darkest times and I hope that at least one of them will help you as well or I hope that I at least opened a new perspective but if you guys like today's episode I would appreciate it so so much if you guys followed the podcast left a rating and turned on the notification bell so that you guys know when I upload next and again I will have all of my social media linked in the show notes if you want to follow me on my personal accounts and see what I'm doing more in my day-to-day or if you want to follow me on the podcast Instagram and see updates, affirmations, quotes, reels, all that good stuff. But that is all and I will see you guys next week. Bye!